Hello, everybody, and welcome to Analyzing Finance with Nick. Uh, today, we're going to be doing another economic future series, and I'm going to be talking about the economic future of Turkey. Uh, actually, the background, for those of you who are not familiar, is the city of Bodrum in Turkey, which is a nice city on a Mediterranean coast in southwestern uh, Turkey, where is actually the first place that I stopped when I went and visited Turkey myself back in 2015. And I have a special guest here today, Fatih Tezel, who has a very interesting career background, both in government and the business world in Turkey. And before we get into a specific discussion about the economy of the country, Fatih, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Uh, yeah. So, uh, Nick, thanks for having me today. Um, we are friends from our social gatherings, uh, and I saw your YouTube channel. Uh, it really show, shows your dedication and passion for this, and I truly appreciate your effort. Uh, you're putting too much effort and like uh, too much information in this uh, in this series, and I'm uh, it's uh, it has been a pleasure to be here with you today, and. Um, uh, so I started my career early, um, uh, early in, uh, 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 right after college, uh, starting my position in Turkish government, working as a uh, policy analyst, and I served uh, almost twelve years in uh, the Prime Ministry of Turkey, also the regulatory authority for telecoms. And I did my master's in Columbia University in New York. And after finishing my master's, I had the chance to work uh, as a consultant in, in the World Bank in Washington, D.C., covering uh, digital transformation projects across uh, Middle East and North Africa. And um, in the last seven years, I co-founded a small uh, consulting company operating in the U.S. and uh, in, in Istanbul. So uh, it has been two years here in California, and um, I'm uh, really excited to uh, cover the uh, recent developments uh, in the region. Thank you. Okay, so our first real question is just really broad-based, and that is, like, what's your current general overall outlook on the Turkish economy? So, uh, yeah, like, uh, my current view on the of the Turkish economy is uh, going to be cautious uh, due to ch challenges since uh, September 2021. Uh, inflation has doubled, uh, creating complexity. Uh, in 2022, uh, Turkey's GDP was uh, a little bit ab above $900 billion, and that is uh, less than 1% of the global economy. Uh, and uh, in this year, 2023, uh, economic growth is expected to be around uh, 3.7, and mainly due to weaker exports with domestic uh, demand driving uh, uh, will be the driving force for the growth. And uh, an earthquake happened uh, in the in in February this year in the southern part of Turkey. And the construction efforts are expected to offset much of the impact um, and unemployment projected to be around 10% uh, throughout the year as it was uh, last year. And the inflation will remain uh, high again, uh, uh, over 40% uh, in this year and uh, in the coming year as well. And uh, Turkey um, has gone through... Uh, a general election uh, uh, past few months, 
and uh, President Erdogan uh, is, uh, will be running for the next coming uh, five years and uh, Turkey is going to have its um, municipal elections uh, very soon as well. And uh, monetary and fiscal policies uh, will support in the uh, will, will be supporting the economy in, under the new administration, but uh, uh, managing inflation inflationary expectations are will be remaining challenging. Uh, transparent communication, uh, careful policy rate increases are recommended almost uh, all the economists all around the world, and structural reforms are. Um, going to be uh, one of the main uh, policy topics uh, as well as the uh, uh, easing uh, do, doing business in uh, in Turkey as well. So in 2022, uh, Turkey's economy uh, uh, grew by 5% and uh, previous year it was like 11% uh, and uh, with, with uh, strong private consumption uh, but Turkish lira depreciated by uh, 30% and the inflation reached a uh, 24-year high. Uh, concerns arise about the foreign, uh, forex liquidity and the bank's exposure to uh, government bonds, uh, but uh, fiscal support uh, will be on the way, and uh, that's leading the rapid growth um, uh, and is going to be the main driver of uh, of the um uh, of the growth as well, but um, uh, these uh, these efforts are not uh, lowering the borrowing uh, costs for Turkish government. Okay, so my questions with Turkey is somebody who's been following as an outside investor in emerging markets for the last fifteen years or so is that they had a good run at the beginning of Erdogan's presidency. He made a lot of needed reforms and improved it as a, a place to attract capital. But as he got a little bit too comfortable, and I'm starting to see like a pattern of about like 10 years is kind of the ceiling for a lot of leaders, no matter how they're elected in any country, that starts to things start to unravel a little bit. And that it'll end basically post 2012. Turkey's economy has really struggled with structurally high uh, current account deficits, high inflation, and crazy attempts to use unconventional monetary policy to solve it, and um, just a general distrust due to political volatility. And will my question really on this is that due to all the shakeups in the currency and capital account flows and geopolitics. Is it going to take a leadership change in Turkey to fix its existing economic trajectory, or can Turkey right ship under Erdogan's administration? So uh, yes, indeed. Uh, if we uh, uh, make a, a quick flight uh, back to twenty years of Erdogan's administration to the country, uh, Turkey suffered uh, a lot. Uh, from the previous uh, economic crisis early in 2000. And uh, actually, uh, with the help of uh, IMF uh, and uh, other international development institutions, Turkey uh, has gone through a transformational uh, change program uh, that was led by, at the, at the time, Kemal Dervish. And, um, and after 
uh, Erdogan came into power in 2022, uh, he managed to keep uh, the playbook. Uh, uh, you mean uh, 2002, right? In 2002, yeah. So uh, they 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 really did did well during the uh, uh, d- during the, the their um, uh, initial time. Uh, but whether a leadership change away from Erdogan is uh, necessary to fix the economic trajectory right now, I think uh, it's a great question. Uh, however, in the last 20 years, uh, things happening in Turkey could not be explained as simply as it, it is the economy, stupid kind uh, kind themed commentaries that uh, we used to see uh, back in time. Uh, however, the inflation issues appear to be driven by um, Erdogan's economic policies, uh, especially uh, in the last um, uh, 10 years, and um, that was particularly his advocacy for low interest rates and uh, his skewed approach to uh, monetary, uh, maybe in a radical approach. So the question of whether a leadership change away from Erdogan is necessary to fix uh, Turkey's economic trajectory is a complex one. Uh, while um, Erdogan's economic policies um, advocating, uh, again, the low interest rates uh, have contributed to the inflation, uh, Turkey's economic challenges stem uh, from a mix of factors such as uh, domestic policies, geopolitics, and uh, global conditions. Yeah, and... What accounts for Turkey having such a high current account deficit? Isn't as a country with a lower wage scale compared to the EU and as a rising hub of manufacturing, shouldn't they be really having a current account surplus? So what is going on with that and if and what can be done to fix it? I mean, you are right. Like Turkey struggles with the structurally high current account deficit. Uh, for many years, like which is likely exacerbated by the factors such as uh, the depreciation of lira and Turkey's reliance on imported energy and heavy reliance on uh, raw materials and the intermediary goods for the uh, manufacturing industry, which was the leading industry uh, for the last 20 years in, in Turkey. So to fix this, uh, measures to improve fiscal policy and reduce reliance on the credit driven growth uh, could be uh, helping the addressing, uh, could be help as helping the um, uh, government to address these issues. Uh, but uh, Turkey struggles with, um, again, uh, the structurally high current account deficit uh, due to the combination of factors. Like one primary reason is going to be uh, the country's um, dependence on the import, imports uh, in energy, intermediate goods, raw materials, and high energy intensive industries and domestic consumption also contribute a significant uh, import bill um, uh, on Turkey. So also, moreover, the tur- uh, tourism industry actually uh, ha- is a historically a source of uh, foreign exchange uh, and uh, in the past few years has changed, uh, has faced actually a lot of challenges uh, impacting their services uh, trade balances. To address this, uh, Turkey could focus on diversifying its export space, prom- promoting high-value-added industries, and encouraging uh, domestic production to reduce uh, import reliance. Those all topics are actually uh, in the economic program for many years, and Turkey 
uh, is deploying um, subsidy-based uh, programs to support uh, export industries. So how much of the decline in Turkish tourism is due to the pandemic and how much of it is due to perceived safety risks because of geopolitics? So uh, uh, I think um, when we are talking about uh, a- any topic related to Turkey, I think that we should always uh, put heavy uh, importance on the geopolitics. Uh, so uh, I have, uh, in my experience, um, uh, so b- if we like go back to 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 the original question, the, the current economic uh, conditions and the uh, political leadership and uh, the unconventional economic policy uh, advocated by Erdogan and uh, world's reaction to that, uh, we have seen that uh, he has f- uh, he has been facing such criticism from uh, all around the world and uh, from major uh, economies and also for from the economists but we what we have seen is uh, actually uh, it's a uh, Erdogan is finding uh, a, a discourse to change the ch- change uh, the the attention on his policies and uh, he is bringing all these issues uh, related to uh, his uh, perceived economics instead of uh, uh, stri- uh mainstream so uh well, i think um related to uh uh current account deficit again uh turkey has uh, been facing these issues for many years but at the same time uh the inflation uh has become uh the m- main source of um uh the imbalances uh especially after uh September 2021. Yeah. And then speaking of monetary policy, the issues with the Turkish Central Bank go way way farther than Erdogan. They actually had to reset the currency in 2001 because of a mini hyperinflation scare. And my question is that why does the Central Turkish Bank, the Central Bank of Turkey, have a such a historically weak track record that's really only comparable to places like Argentina? And is it possible that the country will either dollarize or euroize um, its economy just because the international um, financial markets just don't trust the credibility of the lira? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you are right again. Like uh, Turkish Turkish lira is uh, is not facing an exorbitant um, privilege uh, as well as the other uh, currencies uh, in the world. Uh, so. But Turkey, uh, Turkish Central Bank, uh, as as you mentioned, put track record uh, can be attributed to its policy decision uh, recently, uh, especially influenced by uh, President Erdogan's um, unconventional uh, monetary uh, monetary approach, uh, including the slashing interest rates in the face of rising inflation. Uh, but again. Um, Turkey is a geopolitically strategic uh, country, and uh, uh, it's in the bit between the uh, rising tensions or frozen conflicts in the region. So oft, often, uh, governments try to find themselves in the balance of these priorities. So central bank um, uh, tried uh, to implement its uh, 
mainstream uh, inflation targeting right after the uh, crisis in the early 2000s. And uh, as we discussed earlier, uh, after uh, Erdogan also came into power in 2022, he followed that uh, uh, the program outlined by the by the IMF and the Kemal Dervish, and uh, the theme was like the transitioning into a strong economy. And um, indeed, uh, Turkey, um, in terms of the uh, uh, openness to uh, uh, international f- finance and uh, uh, and the trade uh, trade flows. Uh, has increased uh, tremendously uh, compared to those years. So right now, uh, infl- inflation um, uh, policies um, and also other monetary um, policies are highly uh, constrained by the by the limitation of uh, uh, of Turkey's uh, geo- geopolitic uh, positioning and. Erdogan's approach uh, and his public support. Has there been shatter at all on the political class of Turkey, whether through Erdogan supporters or opposition, of pegging the lira to the euro? So I think uh, Turkey has tried to peg its currency uh, in the beginning of the uh, crisis in the late 90s. and uh, it was uh, helpful to uh, to bring the uh, hyperinflation to uh, uh, to a level that uh, uh, right now we are uh, complaining about. It was around uh, uh, fifty or sixty um, percent uh, annually. So again, uh, comparing uh, Turkish economy uh, uh, to the past is going to be misleading. Uh, because central banks are um, uh, especially like uh, constrained with the uh, with their powers to uh, to manage the, uh, the 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 monetary base right now, right? So it's going to be really difficult for them to uh, 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 to have uh, find uh, to have control over the uh, over the currency uh, with the uh, with the open market. Uh, uh, financially open market. So uh, I think um, um, uh, the best scenario for Turkish lira uh, and inflation uh, would be uh, joining the uh, euro area in the past, but that has been um, uh, a topic from the past uh, because uh, uh, early uh, in the beginning of 2010, uh, actually Turkey um, has... um, uh, I can't say that lost his hope to uh, to join the EU, but uh, there was a big shift uh, in the in the direction of country uh, in following the European standards and uh, Europe, its European integration uh, almost came to a halt. So uh, when we are talking about like uh, creating pegging standards for Turkish lira uh, and um, uh, and expecting Tur- Turkish central bank to uh, to assume the responsibility of that that pack is I don't see it uh, is possible at this moment. So then let's look at the optimistic side. Then, what are some bright spots in the Turkish economy, and what industries do you think in Turkey are going to grow at a higher um, rate than the baseline GDP? 
So one of the few good moves uh, was the uh, focus on credit expansion for smaller firms and reconstruction efforts in the earthquake zone, uh, and which could contribute to the economic growth uh, in coming uh, months. Uh, bright spots in Turkish economy uh, will include the sectors like information technology, e-commerce, and autom- automotive uh, manufacturing. These industries have demonstrated resilience and growth potential. Additionally, the agriculture and agribusiness sector sectors uh, hold uh, promise for a higher, uh, higher than baseline GDP growth, given the Turkey's agricultural potential and export opportunities. And then, if what would be like the the Goldilocks path for Turkey? Like, what could they do, or what would need to take place in the world for Turkey to have? like a more consistent path to prosperity like they did in like the in the pre-2008 decade yeah a return to a consistent uh prosperity similar to 2000s uh decade would like uh would likely require a more balanced and sustainable economic policy approach uh this might involve addressing inflation through a combination of prudent monetary and fiscal policies and um, as well as the measures to uh, support low-income households and reconstruction efforts uh, in order to bring Turkey uh, back to prosperous times of the 2000s, I think a comprehensive and a multifaceted approach must be taken. Uh, this can include like structural reforms to enhance uh, business environment, uh, increase labor productivity, attract foreign investment. Uh, it also requires prudent uh, monetary and fiscal policies uh, to ensure macroeconomic stability. Uh, investing in education, uh, aligning with the um, uh, regional, uh, uh, inter- regional and international uh, unions, and um, will be uh, helping uh, to raise the standards in education, research, and innovation, uh, which will foster the economic growth in the future. And then how does German deindustrialization affect Turkey? Because that the one of my recent videos I did in this series was yeah. about Germany and how they're basically, due to environmental politics, voluntarily shutting down their heavy industry, which was like the core of their economy. And Germany and you know, Turkey have a lot of trade ties, also a lot of migration ties that are often connected to the manufacturing industry. So how does what's going on in Germany affect the Turkish economy? You know, like um, this is a, uh, actually this is a fantastic question and it's going to be a, a great topic uh, in the coming future. Uh, when we are t- talking about the uh, Turkey's uh, industrial transformation and its trade uh, uh, flows uh, with with European Union, also spec- particularly with Germany, and I think uh, uh, I have seen that your your latest uh, take on this uh, as well on YouTube. I I really enjoyed the the information over there. So um, when I w- um, follow the Turkish um, uh, 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 t- 
Turkish agenda right now, like I don't see that it is uh, uh it's uh, it's one of the main topics uh to uh is being um discussed by the uh, thought leaders or any any politicians, but again um uh, this this topic is going to be uh um uh, foremost importance for for Turkey in the future because uh, uh Germany has been uh uh prominent uh, trade partner in terms of Turkish uh, Turkey's exports uh, for many years. Uh, on the import side, uh, we see um, a lot of change uh, in the first and the second or even in the third uh, trade partners, uh, depending on the uh, geo uh, geopolitical shift and changing di global dynamics. Uh, but again, uh, in the export side, uh, Germany is the uh, number one country for Turkey, and uh, and uh, anything uh, changing in the German economy and German uh, imports will will have a, a huge effect on uh, Turkey Turkey's export uh, supported growth strategy. So, uh, in order to uh, weather the uh, growth. Um, growth effects uh, of uh, of this deindustrialization in in Germany, Turkey should definitely um, uh, find ways to uh, collaborate more with Germany and um, find ways to uh, actually present itself as a uh, as an alternative for this uh, industrial shift. Uh, so uh, can so Turkey can benefit from its. Uh, strategic position and being um, uh, a reliable trade partner with Germany. And then it's just with trade flows in general um, mm. over the last decade or so, or even just post pandemic has the trade flows of Turkey moved more towards or away from Europe or they've had, or is it more focused now on Asia the U S or its immediate neighbors in the middle East? I keep hearing the term neo-automism popping up actually when it comes to these discussions so like where is like how is the turkish economic ties and trade flows changing over the years in terms of the geographics of their customer bases oh, so um i was like recently checking the the figures in the trade flows so uh, european uh, european countries are still the uh constructing the more than half of the uh Turkish trade partner, but uh, on the uh, intermediary goods, um, we see that uh, there is a, a increasing uh, import from Southeast uh, Asia. Um, this include uh, mostly Taiwan and China. And uh, over the past ten years, uh, we see that the 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 share of these countries, especially uh, related to uh, intermediary goods import of uh, in intermediary goods has uh, risen from 18% to uh, 25%. So uh, we still see um, a change in that direction. But um, again, uh, Turkey's uh, uh, trade partners, especially on the import side, uh, uh, is being influenced by the geopolitical shifts and changing changes in global dynamics. Uh, Russia, for example, has been the uh, first um, uh, country uh, that uh, the most Im imports have been done uh, by Turkey uh, last year. And um, we see a, a huge increase compared to 
uh, the, to the previous year. So Turkey is heavy reliance on um, uh, in, uh, energy imports will be uh, key uh, in the in in determining the, uh, the, the the trade flows, I guess. And regarding the uh, uh, Turkey's um, um, opening to uh, neighboring areas, especially in the Middle East, and uh, trying to exert its uh, historical uh, um, F, uh, I mean, impact uh, and uh, his uh, and combining its uh, its power in the region uh, has benefited Turkish economy as well. And uh, we see uh, Iraq as, as a uh, third trade partner in uh, third or fourth uh, trade partner uh, in many years. So uh, it this has been a a, a great resource uh, as a reliable uh, market for 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 Turkey as well as well as the other countries in the region. Uh, but again, um, we we could definitely uh, expect Turkey to uh, uh, extend the, re the its reach in the region and uh, have better trade with its its neighbors. Um, but on so it seems like that even though Europe is still the linchpin yeah. to Turkish trade, a lot of the new flows in the growth and is pivoting more towards the East and Russia for energy and the Middle East for end consumer markets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Europe is uh, the main trade partner, but again, uh, we see uh, an increase uh, in the um, um, in the Southeast, uh, Southeast Asia uh, trade as well. And so the final th point we're going to get to before we wrap this up is, is there anything in terms of interesting points or things that you see going on in the Turkish economy that's just not like commonly well known? Like if you follow like CNBC or Bloomberg that you think would be interesting to our audience to discuss? I mean, interesting points about Turkish economy. Uh, I think this again will include Erdogan's advocacy for low interest rates. And uh, right now, um, uh, uh, his uh, uh, his hands are tied with the new um, um, new set um, new set of um, um, policies implemented by his own administration, uh, bringing uh, interest uh, uh, hikes uh, policy interest rate rate hikes uh, very recently. So um, it is interesting to to see that. Um, uh, he is still defending uh, low interest rates um, to to his uh, political support base, but at the same time, he's bringing his old finance finance minister. And in in the first day of his uh, uh, of his um, uh, job, like he's uh, uh, criticizing the pre previous um, efforts to bring uh, low interest and uh, losing. Credit growth, cre uh, uh, lose credit growth uh, uh, to to support economic growth. So I think uh, those are really interesting topics uh, for uh, for economists to discuss and to see how Turkey is trying to uh, find a way to get uh, away with this, and also uh, to see how Erdogan is bringing new rabbits from the from his head and. Uh, and try to surprise all the whole world. 
yeah, it seems like a bright spot if like Turkey, a certain central bank finds religion and actually tries to fight inflation in a conventional way. Maybe there's going to be an opportunity out there finally for investors, whereas Turkey has been one of the worst performing emerging markets really for a long time before this moment. Uh, but yeah, thank you for um, joining us, Fati. And um, if you ever want to talk about Turkey again, we'll have you back on for, as things develop in that part of the world. Thank you so much. It has been a pleasure to uh, to be with you, and uh, thanks for having me. Thank you.